December 15, 2023. It's a Watch for Pedro show. So like when you, you study, like you see what these people say about good, you know, philosophers, because when they start talking about good and bad, man, they take those two words and go so far with it, man. It could be a complicated thing. Well, I think... But it, it's got to be simple. I mean, you really, to, to, uh, to really uh, get some good out of it, to really realize something, you got to make it simple. And I think mean, religion, they, they, they pretty well, they've got it, they've got it made if they can get together. Because I don't, when they say what they preach is good, I mean, it seems good to me. Pedro show started off fucking sitless. There it is. Started off with uh, John Coltrane talking to August Bloom about some stuff regarding good and bad. On June fifteenth, nineteen fifty-eight. 
than from supplemental pills, judgment time. And because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got with me. Brother Ezra, welcome aboard again. Hey, thanks. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me, man. I think this is like my third time on your show, and I love it. Yeah. Now, since we last talked, it was sad stuff about your base man, Aaron. Yeah, man. We were on your show, and then less than a week later, he was murdered in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it just so bad. How yeah. old, how old was he? He was uh, 49. He was going to be 50 in, uh, in January. Man. Yeah. Completely devastating, oh. man. You know, base brother, big love. Yeah. Yeah, he he loved you, man. You you were his favorite. No, oh, much respect. Most yep. high. Anyway, uh, this probably had something to do with this. No, he's on these recordings, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's all over it, man. That's the last stuff that we were working on. We did a lot of stuff together in multiple bands, and that was the that was the last one that he did. Yeah. Well, tell me about this record here. Um. So that's. It's uh, supplemental pills. Um, from, from what I understand, like the, the other album was more like it, jams and improvise. This one, you wanted to write songs? Yeah, this one, uh, we had all the material kind of demoed. We'd never done that before. We The previous album was our first one, and it was just built on uh, instrumental jams. And then we later recorded, I, I recorded the vocals later, and um, that, that turned out that way. A lot of editing, like the way that Miles Davis used to do it. Um, right, on the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, I and actually so this, did a record like that with Sacred Trust, where you just jammed along, and then afterwards is where they found the songs. Yeah, and that's what we did. I, yeah. I would I would just scour the computer the next day after uh, recording it, and uh, just try to see what we could come up with, and then eventually said, okay, well, there this is an obvious like chorus part, and then um, you know built it from there. Uh, but this one, no, it was it was all yeah, because you already did that, so you wanted to try another thing. Yeah, I think we just had the time and we knew what we were capable of. Um, we decided to go in a less kind of jammy way and more like uh, just a structured song kind of thing. So a lot of stuff was just uh, demoed between me and my brother. And then um, it was kind of during the pandemic. So when we finally got together, we started just rehearsing the songs that we had demoed um, to make them into actual pieces. I mean, there was there was probably one on there that was kind of more more like the first record. But as as a project, it was all demo just songs did you use the same studio yeah my house yeah, yeah the deer lodge i love that idea of, of musicians recording themselves i mean that used to never be the case yeah i know right yeah he used to i'm I reading that lou reed book and he's talking a lot about how the engineers used to hate the velvet underground and, and uh yeah did you hear about television you know the marquee moon record yeah the engineer about- quits the, the engineer quits in the mix and tom verlaine's got to mix it himself Shit, that's that clown, that clown could have been on a record that's immortal, right? It's going to be forever. And he walks it's one out. Of the best. And he walks out. That's insane. That's I mean, the attitude. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, Minuteman gigs, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times Soundman walked away from the board after the first tune. <laughs> Motherfuckers. That happened to me at, at RFK Stadium, you know, where the stage was like bigger than most of the clubs I play, right? As a football team. The mother, and I called him out on the microphone. Yeah. How much you getting paid, motherfucker, to Holy walk away shit. like that? So, uh, yeah, so got, now. I mean, if that's what's going on, you must be doing something right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, man. That's a good point. Uh, look, I want to play this uh, tune, When You when you Were Young. Yeah. Okay.
Thank you. 
Don't 
from Pedro Show. That chunk of music. Start off with uh, supplemental pills doing when you were young. Then we had uh, Klein Quartet. Scotty Irvin, North Carolina. Brand new. Non traditional guitar for Jesus. Credo and XDL, Ghost of the Machine. Uh, Adrian was on the show, the uh, Andrea, rather, sorry. The other, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. Darkwood Thorns, brand new from him. Melvin Gibbs, incredible bass man. I think he's in uh, Europe right now with Ardo Lindsay, DNA cat. Uh, Light Absorption, Stony Spring, brand new shards. Bombus Prendrin with Modal Collapse. Untitled, uh, this is uh, Matoko Honda. She's on tour, Japan, and she had a bass player. This is a name, people. My showbiz name. What about 517 Suzuki? <laughs> uh, Reiko Nonomoyama on the drums. And Barry Stock, brand new, Relentless. Zach Rosen with Heaven Forbid, Guided by Voices. Bob Pollard's got another album. <laughs> Don't blow your dream job. You know, make it albums, right? Every other month. Dayton, Ohio. There must be something in the water. Vacant Possession and Fence Post, brand new. Engrenage. That's a trippy word. Ration after that. Field strip. Finally, Babylon. Supplemental pills. Tell me about when you were young. The song? Um, I mean, uh, look, I have people on the show, and some people say, what? I don't want to talk about me, my music. Why do you think I wrote the song? Are you, are you uh, like that, Ezra? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, the song itself is an interesting one. It's more of a... more. Of the, it's that was built out of a demo, so that started off with a demo, um, and uh, we just added a bunch of trippy stuff to it. What about the words? When you were young, um, trying to think of the words now, because it's kind of it's. Uh, no, I'm wondering in the process because you were trying different stuff with this album. Yeah, I think with that one, I just um, which my approach to lyrics is just kind of to um, sit in front of the console and just start just jiving and uh okay yeah let me ask you this is, is, is yeah. it like on demand or or do you have like a trove do you have a little book stored up of lyrics and just waiting for the opportunity or is it like whoa i need some words i better come up with some uh lately i've been like i write i'll write stuff down on my phone um just like lyrical ideas that'll kind of get me started but i don't sit down and write like poetry necessarily to finish songs it's more like what what does this song need, and what would be the best effective use of like uh, consonants, vowels, and and uh, the repeating structure and nature of uh, rhythmic, you know, singing kind of thing. That's can I, I, can I ask you when the titles come? Um, they yeah, usually I just call them whatever kind of would be the most obvious thing. Uh, like when you were young, obviously that was kind of a repeated line in that song, and most of the songs that that are titled, I think, are just whatever you would just kind of naturally assume. And I, no, no, I no, I, I, I wasn't clear. I meant, when does it come? Like, this is why I asked this question, because I yeah. have to start with the title. And almost oh. everybody I to ask that question to, they tell me, yeah. what, man, we put the songs, we put the titles on at the end. That's what I do, yeah. Because I just, like I said, I'll just sit in front, like we'll be jamming on something, and then uh, the next day I'll, I'll go back to the recordings and just start, you know, making stuff up. And the thing that kind of, is the most obvious. That's what it's called. But I never go into it thinking I need a song called this. and then do that. Yeah. See where I kind of need the title because that gives me the focus so I can bring everything to aid and abet to that, you know, whatever thought or 
yeah. kind of thing I'm trying to sell right in that tune. Yeah, I just I try to do it naturally. Just I don't really care. Yeah, I mean everybody's got their own thing. And that's why I, I think it's really interesting uh, yeah. when you get people. Yeah, who compose and perform and stuff. You can like uh, compare, right? Because I don't think there's really a better way. There's just a different way. Yeah, it's whatever works for yeah. whoever's doing it. Yeah, I mean that's I, I can do it fairly easily. I mean, I feel at this point. Like uh, I, I got, I've had cats on the show. They got notebooks and notebooks of words. They're just waiting for the yeah. music. <laughs> then I got well, other I, cats. Yeah. Like they, they don't write anything until like the music's there and it's it's wanting. Well, I put it in a notebook after I'm done, so I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good yeah. Point. I mean, have you got to the stage where you're reading off an iPad on stage? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Well, a lot of cats are, right, nowadays. Yeah, well, I've seen it. You know, you you think it's a monitor, but really it's a computer right in front of the guy that's singing. You know? <laughs> well, you know, senior moments, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I forget shit all the time, man. Yeah, no shit. No shit. I, I forget shit before I thought of it, even. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> But but when you say you demo it, that yeah. means you do get the words, or are you just demoing the music? Uh, I I feel like the whole thing's a big demo process until it's kind of done. Um, it, ah, that that's interesting. You know, I had a uh, Joey Wanaker, great drummer man, on the show, and he yeah. told me he played with Pete Townsend. He says when you record with Pete Townsend, you're actually playing on the demo. You just replace yeah. the stuff. <laughs> Well, actually, that's funny because last night we got together for a rehearsal, and yeah. one of the uh, the drummer said to uh, our, the drummer Mark Folkrod said to our bass player uh, Andy Foster, he said uh, we we were working on a demo, and he said, "Watch out what you do here, man, because you know the next thing you know it's going to be on the record. That's just kind of how it is around here, you know." <laughs> so, so Andy Foster's a new bassman. Yeah, he was uh, Aaron Christensen's roommate. Uh, we're all tight friends and stuff, and. Yeah. Uh, He's he, he I've produced albums that Andy's done. He he's he's got a rock band. Uh, he mostly he plays guitar, but he's a hell of a bass player. I, yeah. I knew that he could play it, but I didn't know. You know, well. I'll tell you, guitar player. Well, you know, in the old days, there was a lot of guitar players who went to bass because that's where the gigs were. <laughs> Carol yeah. K, Carol yep. K, uh, Joe Osborne, mm -hmm. but but uh, Geezer Butler. Oh yeah, okay. He was right. a guitar man, and the the thing he said helped him was Jack Bruce. Huh? Why? I, I don't know. Well, you know, I heard the same thing about Ginger Baker. I think Cream was a really influent. Not nowadays, okay, but I think in the yeah. middle '60s, because England like really into the blues, right? But then these guys yeah. got kind of bring some jazz stuff into it, and so I think they were really influential. Anyway, as Bill Ward said, he was way into Ginger, and Geezer said he was way into Jack. I didn't see uh, uh, read anything about Tommy uh, Tony Yomi being into uh, Eric Clapton though. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an interesting band. I, I I'm not like totally into Cream, but I the, I think it's it's interesting what bands used to do with blues versus like what they do with blues now. And we're trying to get into the blues. Like it, it's it trippy, you know, because me right. I, I'm, I'm next week. I turned sixty six. So when I think of three pieces, I think of Cream. But because yeah. I was a minute man, I used to always get asked about Rush. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. They're, I mean, that's completely different, obviously. I know. Opposite. But it's a trio, right? Yeah. I guess it's better than being asked about the police. <laughs> right. Totally waving it. Okay. okay. Right. No, no. But so, so Andy, he was just kind of the logical choice? Yeah, he was the only choice as far yeah. as I was concerned. And, and for, you know, the other guys, I, you know, they felt the same way. My brother... Um, is also in the band and everybody kind of uh said yeah uh, let's ask him if he's into it great if not then we'll just 
be a recording band and we'll figure it out along the way. But he was he was willing to jump in and, and play the bass. And he plays it in a similar style that Aaron used to. I mean, he's got his own way, but it's it, it really locked in right away. And uh, but but the, he got the dr- a warning from the drummer man. Might end up on the record. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he's come to find that out, I think. You know, I mean, the way that we record is live, and we, we can overdub stuff, but not, I mean, obviously not the drums. But no, I love it, bass, I love it. Man. With the bass, you can overdub stuff, you can fix stuff. I mean, we play in a small room, but it works out for some reason, it really works out. No, well. but it, that's good. There's so much stuff where people are just jive. So when you're in a situation, man, you've got to play for keeps. I'm into it. But we're at the yeah. end of the first hour here. We'll, we'll continue, Brother Ezra. December 15, 2023, this Wapito show as a supplemental pill. Hang tight for hour two! December 15, 2023, second hour, Wapito show.
Watch yeah. the Pedro Show, second hour. We start off with an Aaron song, Floating Mountains yeah. Over Rivers. Because yeah. Aaron liked hiking, huh? He loved it. Yeah, he was a big outdoorsman. So he, he liked seeing the river, actual yeah. rivers, not in the mine, people, in real mountains floating. Supplemental oh, yeah. pills. Relay station after that with Blackout Lament, number three. MB Jones, where, where'd you get the freedom? Bullets and balloons out of spoke, what we call it, Spokanistan, right? <laughs> Properly huh. proportioned pizza. And finally, run on, supplemental pills. So, yeah, explain about Aaron and outdoors. Oh, yeah, he was just into, he, he was way into outdoors, he kind of, you know, camping, or he would do a lot of stuff just by himself. You know, he would uh, just go out and... Well, with know, his fit. puppy, right, with his dog. Yeah, he had just he had just gotten that puppy. He, I mean, he loved dogs, but you know, he wasn't in a situation where he could have a dog until he moved in with Andy, I guess. And you know, they both agreed that that was cool. And so he had this puppy, and he, and he was really excited about the camping trip that we went on because he finally gotten all the shots for it and it could you know safely be outside among the other animals. Um, so it, so sad on so many levels. I mean, the dog was only four months old and so cute. Yeah, people, we gotta tell you. Not only Aaron was murdered, but they killed the dog. Yeah. Human beings, man. What a species. What a species. Yep. Uh, and they know who they know who did it, and the guy is still running around. Whoa. Is that right? Crimey. Yeah. Uh, what, he's run on. Like, what? What, what about this tune, run on? Oh, that's from our first one. That's that's one yeah. of those songs that we built out of uh, jams. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something to that, though. Cause, like we were tell- talking about the Miles records. Those are things are great. And I bet you, yeah. if you nobody tells you. <laughs> you know, remember Wizard of Oz, uh, Frank Morgan, you know, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. He was the cat behind the curtain. <laughs> 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 but you know what I mean. Sort of like... Uh, Sausage, right? <laughs> Slurry. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to watch the sausage being made. You don't want to watch me recording a band. I swear to God. <laughs> it gets messy. <laughs> Cutting floor. Killing floor. Yeah. Cutting floor. Yeah. 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 Some stuff. But uh, sometimes, yeah, you don't. Where do you know where the wall is unless you push against it? Constantly. Yeah. Right. And if you're too careful, yeah. Right. Like trying to uh, ride a skateboard all careful. (laughs) I wouldn't have tempted at my age, but yeah, I mean, I used to. Yeah, you got to watch out, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's part of the cream and it's part of it there. uh, Yeah. You know, we got this tune coming up, Rest My Soul. Yeah. Any insights on that? Um, I'm a big uh, soul Band, you know, soul and blues, and yeah. um, I just thought that 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 line, uh, looking for a place to rest my soul, kind of echoed what I was feeling. That that second album of ours, uh, No Easy Way Out. I I don't really ever want to do another record like that again. There, there's a lot of I, I don't write autobiographical really, but in that yeah. album, it's it's very autobiographical, and um, there's been horrible periods of my life leading up to that. And I mean, that was not even dealing with the Aaron situation. So, you know, I changed a couple of words on that song, No Easy Way Out, but. Um, Mostly, yeah, I mean, anyway, that uh, looking for a place to rest my soul kind of speaks for itself, I'd say. Okay, let's play it.
I made a lot of bad choices. We really appreciate it. A lot of bad choices. Fucking Sunday's tough, right? I gotta get up at six tomorrow. Fucking rock and roll. My lord's been texting me, but I don't have my reading glasses on, so I don't know what they want, but I believe they expect me to be there. This is our last song. I want to thank y'all for coming out. Electric Frankenstein's up next. Fucking Electric Frankenstein. Goddamn, we're gonna see him live. It's super stoked.
for Pedro show that chunk of music. Start off with supplemental pills, rest my soul. Then we had Zilmra with Spring Loaded Orifice. <laughs> That's a title. Mazinga out of uh, Ann Arbor with All Rise, live July, uh, June 4, 2023. Chris Box. Dance mix for Emily Dickinson Poem Music Project. This is called Nature, the Gentlest Mother Is. Crane. Uh, he's in Idaho. Something, somewhere by the border. Uh, and finally, Supplemental Pills. Feel it. Gotta feel it. Uh, again, I'm looking at anything to say. You know, of course, the music speaks for itself. Yeah. Just, uh, do you ask other cats, hey, well, like, because, like, Aaron came in with that song about the river floating over the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Can you bring something, your turn, and let's see what we can do with that. Well, he did the, yeah, he did the music on that floating mountains over That's the river. That's what I mean. What, what yeah, about the other the cats? Music. What about the other cats in the band? Yeah, they bring stuff to, um, I, yeah, I would say at this point, it's mostly my younger brother, Joel, um, that brings he, he he does a lot of riffs and and we'll just turn the his riffs into songs and so he, he writes songs a lot and and then we just we work on that and then eventually i'll add my lyrics to it um and that's kind of how it started with that with that song floating mountains over rivers we were kind of going to be just an instrumental band but i said to aaron i was like look i think i can come up with some cool stuff here do you mind if i write you know around this song and he of course obliged and um, so that's kind of Anyway, that's that's where we're at. People bring songs, but mostly these days it's uh, my brother that's writing a lot of them. You know, you got the keyboard thing, and traditionally a lot of compositions done on the, like like I you know I read reading the Charlie Mingus book, and he didn't write anything on the bass. He always used the piano. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. I well, mean, you got a button for every note, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's linear. It's all laid out. It's like you know, it's like a typewriter. <laughs> And that's why, if you read the Miles book, the Quincy Troop one, he thinks that because of all those buttons with the notes, it bogarts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Yeah, you're taking all the frequencies. Right? Yeah, yeah. So there, there was this kind of a, it's, it's in the Coltrane Biles I read, too. This, uh, there used to be this kind of shorthand kind of slang where they'd say, stroll, take a stroll. That meant fucking lay off. <laughs> Oh, instead of play like yeah, don't walk. play. Let, let, right, what right, we say, right. lay out. But they said stroll, like take a fucking okay. walk, right? <laughs> I get it. It sounds like you want to take a solo too, so you might want to watch out. You say that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just take a stroll. Well, well you know, uh, for nine months, uh, John Coltrane played with Thelonious Monk, and when he was done playing, he would get up and dance. And this guy, I got this interview, August Bloom did with him, John Coltrane. He's like, so did you ever see that? He said, no, man, I was too busy blowing. I never got to see any of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so, so this, the, the the newest guy in the band, what's, what's his name, this uh, keyboard guy? Oh, Ron John? Ron uh, John. Yeah, he, he plays organ and uh, some synth stuff. Um, he's, uh, he's an old friend of mine and uh, just... You know, he, he hit me up about, he thought that, you know, we'd sound good with an organ player. I, and I would agree. And also, was, it was helping with Aaron with his uh, feet job. Yeah, that too. It relieved him with some of that, and it just created a fuller sound for all of our songs, which is kind of what we were going for. We, 
we're we're we've always thought about bringing another guitar player in, but I think with the organ it kind of fills that you know that those frequencies and it just thickens things up where we don't need an extra guy strumming a guitar. Oh yeah, no real legato anyway. As long as you hold the key, right? <laughs> you got yeah, sad. and our our music is very droney, so it really just lends itself to that kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. well, I was wondering when you got in, Ron John, did he bring in compositions? No, he does. He has a band called Yankee Gaucho that he writes for. Oh shit! Of, uh, I've had them on yeah. the show. Yeah, Ron John's been on. Yeah, he's yeah. That's yeah, he's Ron. Great. That's the same Ron John. You know what? He came to the. I just played in Portland a couple months ago, and he was there, and we rapped after the gig. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, man. He I thought he played guitar. Yeah. I thought he played acoustic guitar and sang. He does. Okay. He does. He does all that. Yeah, but he <laughs> but he plays organ too, and he's a hell of a player. No, no, I think that's a good thing. Like, if you're going to go help some other cat, do another thing. Don't do the thing yeah. you're doing in your main band. That's right. Yeah. So it's night and day different. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're connected with that. That's the Ron John. Okay. Oh yeah. He writes yep. some great shit, man. I love him. Oh, he's music. super awesome. Yeah. Great guy. Okay. Yeah. Yankee Gaucho. God, the small world. <laughs> I had yeah, no man. idea. I had no idea. Yeah, we rapped after the gig. You know, he uh, checked it out. I was helping this cat, Mike Baguetta, with his MSSV project. And a really nice cat. He said he was going to come down here and try some uh, music in Southern California. Oh, yeah. All right. He's balls out. He's balls out. Okay, so, yeah, so, yeah, he's got enough tunes going with Yankee Gaucho and stuff. Yeah, okay. Because I was just wondering with the keyboard and stuff, maybe I bring in some composition. But he's he's there to, like, yeah, to aid and abet. Yeah, he's filling in. Yeah, yeah. he's filling in the sound. Yep. Yeah. If he had a song, if he had a song to bring, I'd certainly listen to it. <laughs> and, and have you done gigs with him? Oh yeah, he plays all. Okay, shows, okay, so. okay, and uh, and uh, obviously you've done gigs with Andy now. Oh yeah, he's played a handful okay. of gigs for sure. Yeah. I bet you the first one was tough. Fuck. Yeah, they you know they all are really yeah. <laughs> you know um, for a number of reasons, but um, it's not. I mean, Andy's killing it on bass. He's great. Yeah, but it's much uh, respect. It's tough, man. When you, when you when you lose a when you lose a brother like that. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. It's 2023 edition. What Peter so special? Guess Ezra's supplemental pills. Whole time for hour three. December 15, 2023. It's third hour. The Walk for Pedro show.
thought his name was Ron and his last name was John. And I was like, tell you, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, we started the third off, hour off with supplemental pills doing no easy way out. Right, the name of the record. They call it eponymous, right? Yeah. The name of the scene. Sometimes a band, their first album, the, yeah, it's the name of the band, eponymous. And then we had uh, Punkwad from Urinal Cakes of America. That's a band name. Supplemental Pills after that with Star Journey. Star Journey, yeah. That that, that kid describes that's a space trip. Yeah. Yeah. Did that baby come from a jam? Um, no. We no, just demoed out? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we demoed that. Yeah, we had, my, we had our friend uh, Sarah sing on that with me. Yeah. And uh, she got her own band. Yeah, she's great. She's a really good songwriter. Um, real good. Yeah. A lot of people doing music in Portland. All my friends do. I remember when Minutemen first played up there. There was only one pad to play. It was called uh, Satyricon. Yeah. The cat who ran it looked exactly like Carlos Santana, <laughs> and but he was yep. a Greek guy. I can't remember his name right now. But D. Boom went through the deck, kept playing. But wow. man, that, okay. that, that, it yeah. was such a small thing. You know, it was at that gig, which really blew our mind. Was Greg Sage, the Wipers guy? The Wipers. Uh, he's one of the. Yeah, I mean, the Wipers. I are think one he of lives in Arizona band. these days, but he was. Yeah, there. he's been down there for a while. He's pretty upset with Portland for not uh, recognizing his. Because I'm now. telling you, in those days there was nada. It's just trippy how it changed. Really, really, 180 degrees. Yeah, we're yeah. talking uh, early 80s. I'm, you know, 40 years ago. That's what I'm speaking of. Oh, the wipers hold up. All their stuff is great. Those first three albums, I love. Yep. Yeah, I love them. I love them. And I guess he was recording himself and stuff, build his own preamps and amazing. Yeah, he's cat. a geeky like gearhead guy, man. He, right. You know, he's still recording down there. And, but and him in that at that club, when we get done playing, he was leaning up against the wall. He had kind of wispy hair. I think maybe going through chemo or something. And man, me and D Boone and Georgie got to talk with him, and we just it was a big, big deal for us to get to play for him. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah, we had no idea he was going to be there, you know. And then we stayed at this cat named Mike King. He was the cat who painted the f album cover. And that's where it came to us. Oh, windshield wipers. Because, right. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, we never put it together. You know how some things are so obvious it has to hit you in the face. And, well, and then Port Portland or the Pacific Northwest in general just rains a lot. So yeah, of, of course. I know, but we, you know. Obviously, math wasn't our strong suit because we couldn't put it together. But when I saw the actual painting at the cover we came from, he had it in oh, his pad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He had a band. He was in a band called Snake Pit. And, okay. uh, you know, and also one called Hell Cows. I mean, we're wow. talking a while ago. But, you yep. know, you know how it is when, like, you know somebody only from their, their work, from their the, either, you know, the art or the music or something. And then you meet them in real life or you're conquered at their pad. That's a trip. That's a trip. It's a full circle kind of thing, huh? Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we use art to connect. But in a lot of ways, until we actually connect, it's kind of abstract. Yeah. It's a, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's just a trippy kind of thing. You know, uh, remember this stuff was all underground, right? You only knew about with fanzines and talking to people on the phone. And yeah, it was a little trippier in those days. I'm not going to say it's bad, it was better, but it was different. Now, yeah, you know, you can actually write a guy an email, right? You can hear what he sounds like. and 
Yeah, and if you know, if you're on social media, you got it in your face all day. You know, you just yeah, maybe that ain't a good thing. (laughs) I don't think it is. I think it's too much. So much promotion. Everybody's always always telling you about this or that. Yeah, because then yeah, like nothing gets done. Everybody's just talking about it. Yeah, it's a lot of theory, man. (laughs) Right. Sometimes when you're isolated, right, you got to start woodshed and get stuff done. If you're always too social, you're just spilling all the time. Or you're always woodshedding like me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to play truth. That's yeah. what we're speaking here, right? Some truth. <laughs> That's right. Always. Always.
Rock for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Chunk started with Truth, Supplemental Pills. Then we had the great Cicada Quintet, Akira Cicada, with a five-piece, I think a bunch of German guys. This part, one of part, two parts, played the second part next episode, called Tornado. And he's an incredible cat. I got to play with him and Jim O'Rourke once in an improvised thing. And he actually met John Coltrane. He was at the Hiroshima gig. He said the guy jammed three hours, right? And uh, he goes backstage to get his record signed. John Coltrane's back there with a towel up around his head. And he's pracking. Talk about your woodshed after the three-hour gig. And then finally, supplemental pills. Goodbye, Reno. The town? No, that was a nickname for a friend of ours that uh, died about five or six years ago. He fell off a cliff while uh, mushroom hunting. Ooh, yeah. damn. You know, love... that happened to one of Nick Cave's sons, but I, I think yeah. he was on mushrooms. Oh, was he? Okay, Mike, well, this was this was not um, the kind that you have fun on. It's yeah. Bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's sad, like we were talking before, when you lose a brother, man. So yeah. why not celebrate him with the tune? Have you... Have you this is hard. Look, this took me years, but yep. until I wrote the first opera, I couldn't even write a song about D. Boone. It took me almost ten years. Have you have you written a song for Aaron yet? Not yet. No. Yeah. We uh, our friend uh, Nate Wallace, who's in Hearts of Oak. Who Aaron was also in that band with me. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. He he wrote he wrote a song and um, we're we're selling it for um, to help the family out for uh, like legal expenses and that kind of thing. So we've raised some money on that. Oh, he, yeah. he wrote a brilliant song on on Aaron called. Uh, uh, harvest and the Hunter's Moon, between the Harvest and the Hunter's Moon. And uh, t- tell people where they can help if they, you know, is there a, a website or something they could go to? Yeah, the family has a, a GoFundMe um, page. Um, you can Google it or whatever. Just GoFundMe Aaron Christensen and find it. Okay. Raise it money. Yeah. If, you, if you can help people, I know it's tough for everybody, but that, that sure would. And then can I ask you about what are future supplemental pill plans? Now that you got this record done, are you going to tour it? We've done some playing around here. We're, we're not we're not set up totally to be like a touring band. It's a lot of people have like day jobs and stuff. We've yeah. talked about doing some touring, but mostly the band is just made up of people that have the same kind of vibe because that's obviously what the what the songs you know need. We're not like no, you know Raymond Pettibone told me you know friends should be in bands. Yeah, that's what yeah. he said. You know, and he's a painter and shit, which is a man alone kind of job. But yeah, he's kind of right. <laughs> It's. It, I mean, if they're business with, arrangements, I think it's a whole nother level, you know. Yeah, that's a different thing, and we're not we're not a copycat band where you can just put people in and right, right. like play like this. Like my brother has a specific way he plays guitar, and yeah. a lot of it's very very bluesy, but really dirty and loose. Yeah. And you can't just find a person and say play it like that. Yeah, like, it's 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 not like that. And he he repairs buses during the day for TriMet here in Portland, and it's yeah. not like he can just be like, all right, I'm going to take a month off. So sure. I can go That's the other thing, too. The Northwest, man, it's sort of like SoCal. I mean, you got the I-5 tour, but then the rest of the country is like, hell right. <laughs> That's the thing. It takes 10 hours to get to San Francisco. I mean, you know, and other than that, we have played Seattle a handful of times. So, I mean, we do get out and play, but... Uh, well, what about the West recording? Coast, you know? What about oh, recording plants? Yeah, we're we're constantly recording. That's that's basically what we do. When we first started out, we were calling ourselves a recording club, but uh, the guys didn't really like that because <laughs> we're just like that's all that we really. I mean, our strong suit is recording, and I I've I've been an engineer and producer here in town for you know twenty over twenty years. So I and, and I have my own studio, so it's just that's it lends itself to that. Sure, that's, sure. That's what we do. So but we're we're yeah. thinking of number three. 
Oh yeah, we're working on number three and four probably right now. I now, mean, yeah, now you said you yeah. never wanted to make another record like number two. So yeah, how's number sub three? Subjects wise, subject wise, I would say that. Uh, oh, not process wise. You yeah, you're no, still no, no. demoing things. Um, well, actually, the, we've kind of come along into a a, a, a way of just a, a process, I guess, uh, of just everything's mic'd up and we just record it um, and and we have songs that we play. It's not necessarily a jam, but. Um, we, we just record every week we get together and we just record for three or four hours and we try to get the best take. It's, it's not, sometimes we'll, we'll do a take that's pretty good that you would probably pass if you were a band that was going to a recording studio to, to just, you know, work on your songs. But in our case, we, we're not picking just the flawless one. It's actually the one that feels right. So we, we do that. And we have a visual guy in the band now too, that does, uh, he records all of our rehearsals. So he's basically making a, a whole movie on, on the recording process that we do. That's a trip. Yeah, yeah, okay. he's great. John John Coletta, he's a great video guy around here, and he does he does all the background like uh, psychedelic imagery when we play live, and and when we're not playing live, he's recording us uh, uh, jamming out in the studio. That's so right. he's caught se he's caught several songs of just like from the very infancy of us. Just you gonna put them up on YouTube or something? Yeah, when we're done, I think. Okay. You know, he for the past year he's been do working on that. When we have enough material to to make something interesting with, I'm sure. Well, there's can I put the invite out when number three gets done? Will you come back on the show? We can play it and Always, talk about man. it. Oh man, Always. great, Always. Yeah. beautiful, beautiful. So, uh, man, it's rough and stuff. This the hand you get dealt with in life, but. Yeah, we keep on keeping on. And I can't wait to have you back on the show, truly. Thanks, man. I really love it, man. Okay. Yeah, thanks a lot. Right back, right back. People, it's been the December 15, 2023 edition. Why Pedro shall keep you powdered right.